Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to composer Siddhartha Kosla about his work on Only Murders in the Building. Kosla is a six-time Emmy nominee, a SCL Award nominee, a three-time GMS Award nominee, and much more. Congratulations, I mean, on all of the success that you've been having um, as of late. It's just it's so exciting to see all of the different credits that you've been able to to rack up this year. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's been, uh, I, I feel very fortunate, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, what is the biggest thing that you've learned, I mean, in preparation for, I mean, only murders, um, by working on um, network comedies and I mean what what was the biggest sort of lesson that you learned there that you were able to sort of translate over to to this show I mean honestly the I, I would say the only thing I ever really learned from network work on like comedies was um, I mean I learned a lot obviously it's sort of like where I I first started working in the business this is like pre-streaming you know stuff so um, I think for me is like the ability to like manage deadlines and yeah. work on, work on a compressed timeline. That's really like the thing I take away from the network world where it's, you know, you're, you know, I was doing 22 episodes of a show a year, you know, and, um, you wouldn't have the luxury and the time to make everything you ever wanted to do. So, and whatever you had to do, you had to sort of compress it and make it work in the, in the, in the sort of, in the compressed timeline. Um, Only Murders is a different beast altogether. I mean, it is a, you know, it's, um, it's like a film. And, Mm -hmm. and I, in fact, I, what I'm, what I bring to Only Murders, what, what experience I'm able to bring is really from my film experience more than anything else. Like it's a very filmic, approach to the show um uh it's 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 really a drama at the core of it you know it, it, it is it's a comedy as well but it's really a mystery um and a drama and comedy all of that together and so i'm scoring it like it's 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 a, like sort of like a prestige drama i mean the mm. score is score is like is is um you know the score is pretty sort of symphonic and um <clears throat> you know we have a live orchestra on every episode of that show um there's a lot of care that goes into the arrangements and the compositions and the parts i mean there are pieces of score on that show that have taken me like a month to write like just writing every day because it's like some of it is very sort of like some of it's very sort of like very very thought out like it's 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 very you know sort of my take on classical um uh you know on classical sort of approach to score and so because I don't come from a classical background I come from a band background it takes me a lot longer and so um but I'm also able to bring sort of my own spin to it which is fun um but yeah I think if I what I what I've taken from my network sort of experience is is working under really really tight deadlines and um and and but only murder sits in like its own sort of like beautiful magical realism you know prestige drama sort of world um and i'm and i'm scoring it like a film Mm, i love that and i mean in regards to um 
your initial involvement in the project? I mean, how were you approached? Um, originally, uh, you know, Dan Fogelman, who I work a lot with, I, I've done, you know, I, I've done a lot, a lot of work with Dan over the years. He's a good friend of mine from college as well. Dan and I did, you know, six seasons of This Is Us together. Uh, and um, Dan was a producer uh, on Only Murders. And, and so Dan introduced me to John Hoffman. Um, and, uh, you know, John co-created the show with Steve Martin. And uh, this was sort of like, we had sort of, we were sort of like deep in the pandemic at that point. I mean, not deep, but we were, we were officially in a pandemic at that point and um, all production had stopped and I was writing an instrumental classical album for myself just to like exercise that sort of part of my brain um, and uh, and it was a really good sort of like lesson um, in that I was writing music for something that just didn't exist. And I was just sort of writing it for myself. You know, I, I come from band world, as I said before. And so I'm used to sort of making albums my whole life, you know, records for my band and stuff like that. And so this was, I was like, oh, let me make an instrumental record for myself. And I just started noodling and working on stuff. And right around that time is when I was introduced to John. And so I played uh, on, on a Zoom call with Dan um Fogelman Jess Rosenthal um who's a key producer on this whole thing and uh and uh Jamie Babbitt who directed the pilot and John Hoffman I played some of these pieces and John was like oh my gosh that's the world I want to be in you know it just happened to be that what I was writing was sort of consistent with where he was envisioning and they were envisioning this going um and so that sort of like got me the job and uh, and then I presented some themes to John and company and, you know, and then that was that's the uh, and, and that's sort of that's it. That, that sort of did it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what worlds were you able to sort of not pick and choose from, but sort of draw inspiration from um, from a classical standpoint to to get to where to where we are today? Yeah, I think like a big sort of like inspiration for me, two inspirations, like a more modern one is like Philip Glass and then and then um, um, Eric Satie for sure. Um, you know, I was sort of like listening to a lot of Satie and then and, you know, I just I also didn't study classical. Like I, I didn't go to school for classical. I didn't go to school for composition, you know, and so my brain doesn't work in that same way. And um, and so I sort of had to like create you know it's, it's what I love about Philip Glass Philip Glass you know has this classical inspiration influence in his own music and but it's very modern and in its own sort of way you know it's experimental and I think those sort of influences really um you know Debussy and you know um uh, let me see who else I feel like those are sort of the inspirations for me um like just beautiful piano work and things like that, you know, really was sort of like, um, you know, just like things that are, you know, where, where there's a clear sense of theme inside of these pieces. Um, but it's, it's sort of wrapped in this beautiful, uh, package, you know, um, like a lot of that piano work is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, going from season one to season two, I mean, what was, what were some of the, uh, the notes or the challenges that presented themselves when um, when approaching that. 
Well, I feel like season two, things opened up a little bit because now we were deeper in the pandemic. The first season, I couldn't record all my live musicians together in a room. So we would have to do like a quartet of strings and then a quartet of women separately from each other. And the idea of iteration of the score is a larger ensemble you know like 15 plus musicians playing together it's still not a lot but it is a because this is the, the score is an intimate score it's not this like you know blockbuster giant thing it's not so but having people in the room together performing makes a big difference and so with the pandemic early on you couldn't have wind players there because you know with others um, they're too close to others because they were literally blowing out of their mouths, right? Whereas a violinist or string players could mask and play. So mm. season two, um, you know, once testing, you know, really, you know, once testing protocols became sort of um, more sophisticated and you could do more testing and, and more frequently, all that other stuff, we were able to sort of expand and finally get the sort of size orchestra together in a room that we wanted and everyone played together like a live ensemble ideally should. Uh, so that was nice. We were able to go sort of bigger um, with the sound and I think it's a more symphonic sound season two. I hear it at least, it, you know, season one had an intimacy that I think was cool. Season two sort of got bigger. Uh, we had more singers season two. You know, there was a opera singer that came in um, and she sang so beautifully um, and we had yodelers. And so there was just like a whole I got to throw in the kitchen sink a little bit more. Um, and season two, also, we started seeing more backstories about characters like Bunny, for example, and Poppy. And and so there was like this we'd established these characters in season one and the fact that we could now deep we could deep dive into their sort of pasts allowed me to really get uh, sort of more emotional and darker and um, and more melancholic in places um, where it was like really, really like these are, you know, feeling the real sort of the, the human beings um, uh, inside of these characters. And and so the score really reflected that a lot. I got to it was really you got to delve really deeply. Um, mm -hmm. And some of the challenges, like I had some of like the, my, my toughest score moments were like, there was like, um, there was an episode where Marty, uh, where, um, where, um, um, where Oliver played by Martin Short, his character is playing that son of Sam game. Uh, mm. And so John wanted me to create like a funk, you know, version of the theme, you know, and work it into there. So there were things like that that were just like so outside of stuff we'd done. There was like a whole there's like a whole funk track in the middle of like this big sort of orchestral season, you know. So it's stuff like that that was challenging but fun. Um, mm. But yeah, it was really seamless. Like we have a great team on the show too. Like there's a great team that of orchestrators. Um, and, um, you know, that are able to also, you know, add their sort of like stamp to the score, which is really, really helpful. Um, and the musicians, live players, man, they just crushed it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, how did you sort of flesh out some of the, I mean, with the main three characters, I mean, how did you flesh out their stories um, through composition um, this season? In season two? Yes. Um, you know, the, 
I'm very sort of thematically driven generally with my scores. And so we have like the main theme that you hear like in the main titles. And then that sort of, you know, permeated its way through all the different pieces. That's sort of the central theme for the three of them as a unit. Um, and, and, and I, it's interesting, like when you have a strong, when you have a theme that dig and they like, it gives you the confidence to keep on pushing that theme, right? And so I really go back to it a good amount. And then like, you know, in the process, I started creating harmonies to that theme, just like a harmony to that melody, you know, um, directly to that, da, 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 da. you know, there are these harmonies that sort of like, you can you can you can build off of them like da 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 and that harmony then became its own new melody where I would abandon the old melody and then the harmony became the new thing for Bunny for example. Um, so everything is feels like it's got like all the themes in many ways are extensions of that main one. They but but you wouldn't necessarily know because it's like a harmony to it. So for me, it's sort of a fun, um, it becomes this, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, it, it's like if you practice something enough growing up, like an instrument or a sport, or you read a lot, right? It's sort of like, it A, becomes starts becoming easier as you do it more and more. And then it sort of takes on different incarnations and all of a sudden you become a, you enter a deeper place in whatever it is you're doing, right? There's like a depth to like how well you know the sport that you've been playing for several years or the instrument you're playing, there's nuances and there's things inside of it. And like, so you discover a world inside of a world inside of a world. If, if you are like, if you've worked on something enough. So philosophically, I find that cool. And, um, and and just like these characters have stories about their past, right? That brought them here. The score can have that too. The score has a past. The score had a past season one. You know, it's present with season two and now it's future season three. And so it develops and evolves. Um, and there could be one little like motif from the original I take and then I create a harmony to that and then a harmony to that harmony to that harmony. And all of a sudden it's unrecognizable. And it's a different place, but it all stemmed from that original thing. So it's a very cool process for me uh, and that I can sort of like, you know, take it there, you know, where there's like, you can't get to where I'm at now unless you've done those other steps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it. I love sort of the, the web that you're creating. It just sort of starts out as this small little thing and then, can just sort of percolate off it. But it starts with a theme, you know, it starts with a theme. Like it starts with like a hook. And that's sort of like, I'm a songwriter first and foremost, you know? And so for me, it was always writing the chorus. Like, what is that chorus? Mm. And then the chorus is the da 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 That's your chorus. And so that, and just like a, like a pop song or, you know, song, you want to hear the chorus. <laughs> you yeah. Over and over. Yeah. And I mean, are you involved in season three? Yeah, heavily. And uh, I mean, after speaking with a few um, of the 
other craftsmen and women behind this. I mean, it, I've heard that it only gets bigger. Um, would you attest to that in terms of the the composition? Yeah, it's gotten bigger. It's a, it is a it's the most score we've ever had on this show. Uh, and there are some amazing songs also uh, written um, by Pasek and Paul who are writing sort of the musical component of the show and they've done a beautiful job, their team. Um, and so I'm work. so we've sort of been working hand in hand throughout the season, you know, um, but there's a lot of score and, um, you know, uh, but, and some really, really gorgeously performed piano by Carol Cuswanto, who plays piano on the score. And she's done a really, really stunning job this season. I play some of the piano, um, uh, but you know, there are, there are some pretty complex pieces, uh, that I've written that I can't play myself. Um, but you know, but she's playing so stunningly. Uh, and, uh, that's been a really nice addition to the score. Like, it, you know, there are times because Carol is a beautifully trained, classically trained, uh, pianist. And, um, and when she plays, it's like, you know, it, it's evoking these like, you know, 19th, 18th century composers it's really beautiful um so so that's been a nice thing to really, really lean on in the score this season um our orchestra sounds phenomenal we've been recording at the at the newman stage um uh, which is a historic sort of studio at the fox lot it's been really beautiful um yeah it's gotten much bigger um the web uh the web has gotten uh more entangled thank you all for listening this episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael. And the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.